0: We tell you the best choice to take Russell Gage's place as wide receiver three, that and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks.
1: Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Ooh. What's up, and welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. And don't forget, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at Jarko underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at harrison 82 we are credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor of SBNation's David is a staff writer over at Day.com, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the Bucs. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show this week. We're here Monday through Saturday minus Thursday is how that works, I think yeah interesting times this episode of locked on bucks is brought to you by
1: linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com locked on nfl it's linkedin.com locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply and linkedin will help you uh be recommended good people and hopefully you're smart and you listen to those recommendations instead of hitting the easy button and going with somebody who is probably going to fail anyway that's a different story previewing The Bucs and the Jets preseason game Saturday night coming up in a little bit. But we have to start, of course, with the bad news because, unfortunately, the bad news is the most critical news as far as uh, long term for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really not just this season, but going into the future because Russell Gage was expected to be a critical part of the Buccaneers offense this year. And, of course, if he proved to be that critical piece of the Buccaneers offense, then, in theory, you're probably looking at him staying with the Buccaneers throughout his contract but as we talked about with logan robinson earlier this week not really seeing a world uh where the buccaneers don't cut ties with russell gage in the next offseason once uh he's healthy enough to be released in order to save the you know the the, the way more than 10 million dollars of cap space that they could certainly use uh for other things so russell gage since the last time we talked it has been confirmed ruptured his patellar tendon in the joint practice with the new york jets on wednesday and is out for the rest of the season of course that's a really tough break for someone uh, who's battled through a lot of injuries. And, you know, granted, I think this is where a lot of Bucks fans are get a little bit salty when he was healthy, a little bit inconsistent. But I think when you're battling through injuries in your first training camp, battling through injuries throughout your first season with a team, it's kind of hard to get into a groove uh, and do all those things. But showing his dedication, right? Tom Brady's gone, agreed to take a pay cut. He could have, in theory, just been like, no, I'm not going to take a pay cut. They release him. He goes and signs somewhere else, maybe Kansas City, something like that, going and chasing a ring. Uh, things like that. But he decided he wanted to stick with the team, stick with the roster, be a part of the rebuild, reload, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and this is, you know, the the reward that the universe uh, is going to give him. And James, we've talked about this a lot. Sometimes your body just doesn't agree with your career choices. And it looks like Russell Gage's body may be one of those bodies that's rejecting his choice to be an NFL player. And that's unfortunate because not a lot of guys get to do that. But the Buccaneers need to find a third receiver. So for me, James, I think the best option here currently on the roster it's gotta be Trey Palmer. Like it just, I just think it has to be Trey Palmer and I see your face. So you're going to come up with some crazy alternative that just doesn't make sense. But Trey Palmer, when you look at what Russell Gage is supposed to bring to the offense, nobody brings what Russell Gage was supposed to be to this offense, the way that Trey Palmer does as well as Trey Palmer has so far. And I know that's preseason. I know it's training camp. I know it's one highlight from a joint joint practice, all of those things, huge grades of salt. But the problem is even with that huge grain of salt, nobody else on the roster does what he does. They can play in the slot, certainly, but they can't bring the potential dynamic play that Trey Palmer brings. Uh, what was it? Four catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown in his preseason debut, his NFL debut for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You look at his collegiate stats, 10 plus yards catch, you know, or yards per catch average throughout his college career, even as he's struggling to get playing time at LSU. When he is, he's getting 10 plus yards per catch on a consistent basis, this is a guy who's literally designed to be explosive on the football field. That's what this Buccaneers offense is missing. So that's why he is the best option here. And I look forward to you being wrong, but trying to tell me why you have a different name.
0: Well, it it wasn't the name that I made the face about. It was you saying that the only option, because he's not the only option. He's one of two options. He's the option. To me, it's it's Trey Palmer for all the reasons that you just said, or it's Devin Tompkins. We've already been talking about Devin Tompkins kind of solidifying that wide receiver four role, Palmer probably being that wide receiver five. To me, yeah, you can put Trey Palmer in at the, the wide receiver three because of all the things that you mentioned, because of the different element that he brings to the game, or everybody just slides up one. So now you have Devin Tompkins out there and you hope that Baker or Kyle don't hang him out to dry and he gets his five foot six self completely destroyed by some middle linebacker. But Devin Tompkins, to me, has earned the opportunity to get a shot at this wide receiver three job. He was a a, a training camp superstar last year and then started to contribute a little bit more to the offense and the special teams last year. Now he's showing that he's grown even more. He's gotten even better. And to me, he deserves that opportunity. Now, I'm not going to argue if it's Trey Palmer because they're different wide receivers. And there would be different reasonings for them to each get that spot. But, you know, I, I'm i not going to sit here and say that either Tompkins or Palmer is the wrong choice. I just think on the roster, those are the only two choices that the Bucs have right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I knew that, you know, when you were going to go a different way, I knew that's who you're going to go with because that's, you have to like, that's yeah that's the only other option on this roster. And, and you you look at David Moore, uh, but David Moore, if he's going to get the, he's a different kind of receiver. You know what I mean? You're talking about a big slot. And honestly, I mean, Chris Godwin obviously can also be a big slot. We've seen him do it plenty of times in his career. Even Mike Evans can line up in the slot. So if you're going to go three big receivers, okay. But now you're changing your offense Now you're changing the dynamic. So when you're talking about replacing this dynamic and obviously again, from Todd Bowles' mouth himself, Russell Gage was expected to be a very big part of this offense, meaning they want that versatility, that explosiveness. The only reason I don't go Devin Tompkins, because I'm the same way as you. I I was either going to go Tompkins or Trey Palmer. It's the size, you know what I mean? And maybe that's not completely fair to Devin Tompkins, and he's certainly shown some ability. But I really like him as almost a, I don't want to say gimmick guy, but almost a receiving running back that never carries the ball, which brings its own limitations. There's just, there's a lot of limitations to what Devin Tompkins can do simply because of the the left and right limits that he has from his physical build, not his fault, but they just are what they are. And Trey Palmer can do what Devin Tompkins can do, plus some things that Devin can't do.
0: Yeah, that, that is 100% true. But David, the, the Bucks don't have much cap space. And, and we know Jason Light and his crew are, are pretty good at rearranging things. So what if they did bring in An outsider? What if they went out into the free agent market and grabbed a wide receiver? Who do you think they should be looking for? Well, I was gonna say James Washington,
1: honestly, because James Washington, former Steelers wide receiver, I guess former Saints wide receiver. Again, you kind of look at like who is in a replacement for that. Unfortunately, about three, four hours before we got ready to record, James Washington got signed. He's now with the Indianapolis Colts, so he's no longer an option. So honestly, if if I'm the Buccaneers. First of all, I don't go outside because I think this season, like while well, I believe Jason, I believe Todd, they said they don't, they want to be competitive. I get it. But this season has to be about figuring out who's going forward and who's being left behind. It, it has to be even with Russell Gage is healthy. It has to be like that. So to me, I keep it as this and I go find out what I have. If not, I'm going Kenny holiday. If I'm going to go big, I'm going to go big. I'm just going to be like, I got three, six foot, two plus guys. Good luck matching up on all because guess what? Every slot corner in the NFL is almost every slot corner, not every slot corner, but guess what? Most slot corners are in the NFL small. Why? Because most slot receivers in the NFL are small and fast. So Kenny Galladay in the slot against the slot corner, easy matchup. Chris Godwin, easy matchup. Mike Edwins, easy, ma- Mike Edwins, Mike Evans, easy matchup. So Kenny Galladay, yes, it's a risk, but it's gonna be a cheap risk. You know what I mean? Um, So if you have to go outside the organization, I don't see another Russell Gage type out there now that James Washington is gone. And even he is not a guarantee, but I would go Kenny Galladay because if we're going to go the
0: opposite direction, just go all the way the opposite direction. It amazes me that you said that because I wrote Kenny Galladay down fully expecting you to roast me because I remember the Lions Kenny Galladay. And it's like the Giants signed him to be the dude and he's not that guy. But he can be a dude with Mike and Chris. But the, the name that I'm going to throw out here real fast and stay with me here, if they can get him uh, on a, a team friendly contract for a year, you know who's sitting out there that's already played with Baker Mayfield? Jarvis yes. Landry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other name. Yeah, where. We're heading into the second preseason game and Jarvis Landry is still sitting out there like, dude, you're probably not holding out for a ton of money here. Why don't you come in help your buddy Baker join Mike Evans, join Chris Godwin, uh, infuriate the Saints fans because, you know, you'd be going to the Bucks. And um, yeah, I think that would I think that would be a lot of fun in a Dave Canales offense.
1: No, absolutely. I do have a little bit more to add to this conversation, but I'll do that on the other side of our break. So a little bit more about this and then we'll move on to our next topic coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. Part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every stinking day. And today's episode of Locked On Bucks brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire, like a new slot receiver, can feel like a high stakes wager for your small NFL team or small business. If you're a small business owner, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a job post on LinkedIn jobs, and you can do it for free. Then just add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experiences so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to you faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. It's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks guys, for being locked on, but it's your first listen or your first view today and every day, every day is again, special thank you for all of you to come through to continue coming through. If I can speak English uh, on a consistent basis, like you do the Buccaneers have some things to fix in their next preseason game. Obviously one of those things got to figure out who the third receiver is going to be. I say it's Trey Palmer. Uh, James says it's Devin Tompkins. Honestly, See. I like both guys, so I'm not going to be, angry at either maybe it's Kenny Galladay maybe it's Jarvis Landry um Jarvis Landry is interesting because Jarvis actually so I actually looked him up a little bit and he had that veiled like tweet or message or whatever about his dip in production And a lot of people were like he just took a shot at Baker And this was in like May so this is fairly recent so I, I don't know what that relationship is like but if that is not the case so that relationship is okay uh then you know Jarvis is certainly uh, an interesting take here's the thing I would say about Devin Tompkins in the entire history of the National Football League, the entire going back to 1921, there are seven receivers since 1921 that have played in the National Football League, the position of wide receiver at five, six or shorter, and had production. Uh actually, four of them had production. Seven of them played. So Devin Tompkins will be number eight, right? But only four receivers in NFL history, five, six or under, have had production in their second year as NFL wide receivers. And it capped out at Deontay Hardy in 2020. So recently, uh, 20 catches, 186 yards. That's not even Russell Gage's production. The uh, next one, the next highest is Trendon Holiday. Remember him, everybody? There's a name that we haven't talked about in a long time. Two catches for 17 yards. So... The odds of a second-year receiver, 5'6 or below, coming in and being an impactful player for an NFL franchise, not very high. And with that, I win. We're going to move on. James, there are some he's things like, that the I, Buccaneers need to change. Don't cut me off. That's so rude. I would never talk over you in an episode. I cannot I believe you would do that to somebody. He's actually like 5'10. No, he's definitely 5'6, bro. I'm 5'10. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, there are some things that the Buccaneers need to change in their second preseason games. Uh, game And James, I know that uh, you were pretty worked up against or uh, following the the loss of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I saw some comments about some epic James Yarko rants. Um, so you probably got plenty to say. Let us know what the Buccaneers need to change heading into. New, well, they're already in New
0: York, New Jersey, but into that game. For the love of all things, holy. And Devin Tompkins is 5'8", I just checked. Stop with the penalties. That's all I ask. I know you're not going to have a penalty-free game, but how about you don't have double the penalties and triple the penalty yards as the New York Jets? Maybe. Just a thought. Uh, How about you don't negate a 20-plus yard explosive play because of a penalty? And also, hey, if you're going to have penalties, maybe don't get three illegal formations. That's a real fast way for these guys to not make a roster or not win the wide receiver three job. Stop with the stupid mental penalties. Stop with the nonsense on the right side of the offensive line that negates first downs and play a clean game. That's all I ask. Again, it doesn't have to be zero penalties, but, you know, kind of don't be morons. That's all I I mean, it's fair. Okay. Devin <laughs>
1: Tompkins is five foot eight listed at five foot eight. Fine. Listen, I'm not going to apologize. He's not offended. He knows he's short in the entire history of the national football league receivers, five, eight and under in their second year in the national football league, only 10 in the entire history of the league have had more than 350 yards receiving only fair. 10 in the entire history of the national football league. Now the plus side to this playing my own devil's advocate is that one, two, three, Four of those ten, so forty percent. Actually, it's not as many as I thought it was going to be. I was actually trying to throw you a bone here. Uh, have happened in the two thousands. Um, yeah, so just you know, food for thought. Just saying, uh, history isn't always a, a marker of what's going to happen in the future, but it's pretty pretty common. Tyree Kill is is an anomaly for a reason and not a ninety nine Madden guy. Actually, not ninety nine Madden guy. And I, interesting, actually, I met a Madden's rating adjuster today oh on Friday oh, did you tell that's him that he's terrible his job we talked a little bit about Vita Vea um <laughs> there's actually it, it was actually a very good conversation that's not going to be on this show unfortunately but what well, we can talk about it at a later time so what I want this team to change is the offensive line um I didn't get a chance to really talk about this I messaged you about it uh during the game um I hated the fact That we had this like mismatch offensive line on the field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we have all these penalties, all these legal formations, and you don't even have the guys that you're planning on going into the season with on the field as a unit together. And to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, you know, health is important. So you make some of these decisions, but you know, I cover a team in person every day, the Washington Commanders, that are one of the most conservative teams in the national football league when it comes to injuries. Like literally, dude, Chase Young got a stinger in Cleveland a week ago and is still not practicing. You know what I mean? Like that's how conservative this team is. Sam Cosme, their right guard rolled his ankle to the point where he had to be taken to the medical tent. He was back out for the next set of 11s. Why? Because the offensive line is five dudes that have to work together. It's not this dude gets experience. That guy gets like, like Luke get getting out there and getting experience is great, but he's getting it playing next to a guard that he's not going to play with. And that matters, that impacts things, that changes things. So to me, and I get that you want to keep like your all pro guy, you know, I understand all those things, but your offensive line has to operate as a unit. You don't create a unit by plugging different guys in there that aren't going to be in there when you go to war. Like it doesn't make sense. You know, like if you're in an active military, you don't take a national guardsman and say, hey, today you're going to be the driver of this truck, but you're not going to deploy that unit. You're just going to do it today. Then when they deploy the regular guy, it doesn't make any sense to me. I like at least, and I told you this, at least they had both quarterbacks playing behind the same line. Great, because because you give everybody the same sight picture, right? And that's important in a, in a quarterback competition. But the fact that they went out with this hodgepodge mismatched offensive line, and I'm not talking about Ryan Jensen because I get it, like his injury situation and, and everything else. And honestly, that's a whole other topic that we haven't touched on that we, I could go on for a long time. How is this dude playing a playoff game in January, but he's not ready to play in week one of this season? Someone failed this man because I am it, James, you know this and every year as you probably know, because so we've had this conversation somewhere. I am of the mindset of if you let a player will himself onto a playing field knowing that he is not healthy, you are a coward as a coach. If you know this man is not healthy and you let him get fake cleared by a medical team just to play a football game, you are a coward and you do not care about that player. You don't care about your players at all. And you don't have the right to say that you care about your players. There is no way without a setback that nobody has revealed yet. So caveat that. If there's a setback, fine. They haven't revealed that yet. If there's no setback here, there's no way Ryan Jensen should have been on the field in January if he's not going to be ready in September. That is ridiculous. I said I was going to talk about that later, but I just said, obviously, I care about that. Um, anyway, yeah. Like, you have a starting offensive line. If Ryan Jensen's not part of it, fine. Put Robert Hainsey in there but you have a starting five that you are planning on going into the season with, they need to be on the field. Like, uh, that's not hard. They need to be on the field. And then, cause like these legal formations and like legal procedures and whole, like, how do you fix them when you're not, uh,
0: you got a lot more uh, upset and emotional about your fixing of things than than I did, and I thought I was going to be the emotional one. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. And we have this competition between Hainsy and Leverett for the starting center, but Wirfs and Filer need to be on the left side of that line. You know, Malkin and Gedeke got their opportunity on the right side of the line. They're going to be together, you know, start to build that. But you're 100% right in this game. It needs to be the starting five. and. If you're having this competition between Hainsey and Leverett, the only change that I want to see is whichever player is getting the start gets the start along with Kyle Trask. Then when you bring in Baker, you bring in the other center, the other four stay put. That's that's the only way you're going to be able to judge this accurately. But, David, that's fair. we got bold prediction time coming up. So, all of you watching on YouTube, start dropping your predictions for Saturday in the YouTube comments right now. We're going to give you ours coming up next here on Locked On Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a preview edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, talking about the Bucks against the Jets Saturday night. And uh, David, it's time for bold predictions. I started off the last segment, uh, you know, with with my griping and my complaining about the penalties. I'm gonna kick it over to you to start this one off. What is your bold prediction for Saturday night? Other than Aaron Rodgers is an insufferable human that the commentators won't stop commentating about how amazing and wonderful he is, because pretty sure on NFL Plus, we're gonna get the Jets commentators.
1: You know, I heard I heard I hear I heard I hear a rumor that the Buccaneers are actually streaming the game on their website. Excellent. I don't know that they have a broadcast team out there, so it might still be the Jets feed just streaming on their website. But I think I'm gonna give that a shot because if I have the opportunity to not listen to the Jets broadcast, I'm gonna take that opportunity. And real quick, it's already in the comment section, I'm sure. Yes, I said right tackle, not gonna play that. I get it. I was just pulling an example, just just to be clear here. Yes, I understand that your right tackle did play next to your right guard, but I hope you get the point of the five-man unit that I was talking about. Anyway, bold prediction. Uh, Because we live in a chaotic world, James, and nothing with the Buccaneers can go easy, Kyle Trask is going to outplay Baker Mayfield. I don't have a stat line. I don't have, like, a percentage. I don't have an amount of touchdowns or interceptions. Just that Kyle Trask is going to come out of that game and, for whatever reason, Everybody's going to say Kyle Trask played better than Baker and no matter how badly Baker wants his battle to be over, it's not going to be over and we're all going to have to sit through this for another week. And that's my bold, bold prediction.
0: Uh see it's it's funny my bold prediction was also going to involve the quarterbacks. So I'm going to mention what that was before I say a different bold prediction, you know, cuz I have to come up with a new one. But my bold prediction was that both quarterbacks, both would have at least a 70% completion percentage, at least one touchdown, and no turnovers. Either one. Zero turnovers against that Jets defense. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. My real bold prediction, since I have to pivot, is going to involve the Buccaneers defense against the Jets starters. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play or not. Eh, I don't care. The starting Buccaneers defense that will get some time in this game, I truly believe that they will. It hasn't been announced or anything, but I believe they will. Three sacks, one takeaway, zero points allowed.
1: I like it. I hope it happens.
0: I don't don't know. If Vita Vea gets a Madden ratings bump, you're
1: welcome, by the way.
0: Excellent. Uh, we need to work on Mike's though. Next time you see that guy, you need to work on Mike Evans.
1: I mean, look, we were at commander's practice, so I got in who I get in. You know what I mean? Like the fact I, that I was agree. able to get in a Buccaneers player in the conversation, I hope makes our audience happy.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying if the opportunity presents itself again, there are some players that, that Mike and Chris should be ahead of. That's That's all I'm trying to say. I also told uh, them
1: they need to create a social media rating and then have like simulated beef and like suspensions and stuff that'll never happen. Oh, you know I did find out long snappers, they have a target of Madden 25. Long snappers will be a thing if they get the contract. Ooh. It's, it's a contract spicy. year for Madden. But you'll you'll stop cutting long snappers right off the bat because they're rated as 33 <laughs> overall tight ends. Like long snapper like they're actually working, actively developing. A process to make long snappers relevant in the game i don't know if i'm supposed to be saying any of this
0: publicly but you know i don't know uh, i guess we'll find out um as for the buccaneers defense i don't know if if all of our listeners and viewers saw the videos of devin white being mic'd up uh that dude was fired up and there was one moment where he fell real close to aaron Rodgers' knees and I couldn't tell what Aaron said, but Devin very – I, I think Aaron said something to the effect of, like, who's blocking Devin? Who's supposed to be on Devin? And Devin White got up real quick and was like, I got pushed. I got pushed. He was, like, trying to make a note, like, I'm not gunning for your legs here. Like, don't worry, mm-hmm. Rodgers. We don't – you know, we're not even in the same conference anymore. But Devin White was was fired up. There was one moment where he got double teamed, and Vita Vea is off on the side, and he's like, I'll take a freebie. I'll take a freebie because – Vita Vea's guy left him to, to go block Devin White. So this defense is is looking to, to make a point. And you go back to the game against the Steelers where they had the full starting offense, not a single Buccaneers defensive starter played. So this yep. is the first action that they get. They are going to be fired up. They are going to be ready to go. And uh, also, bonus bowl prediction, Trey Palmer is going to get a touchdown catch while being defended by Saskar.
1: Um, actually, so that reminds me too. I showed the, so I, there's two bucks. I showed the Madden ratings guy that was there, uh, the Trey Palmer highlight from the joint practice. And I don't know what he wrote, but he wrote a note. Nice. He definitely wrote a note after you watched that clip. So just saying it's guys, not,
0: it's not going to be Palmer, Palmer, get preseason Madden rainy bumps. You are welcome. It's not going to be a Palmer bump. It's going to be a sauce deduction. <laughs> a sauce that reduction. that dude wrote it's down sauce like notes, sauce. Sauce gets Sauce. mossed by fifth string wide receiver. Like That's that's what he wrote down because that guy has no idea who Trey Palmer is. But all of our everyday years, all of our YouTube viewers and listeners know who Trey Palmer is, and they are excited to join me on YouTube live after the game reacting to the Bucks and Jets preseason game Saturday night you're a YouTube subscriber, make sure your notifications are turned on. If you're not a YouTube subscriber, what are you doing? Go subscribe, turn the notifications on, and then as soon as I go live, you're going to hear about it. And we're all going to have a grand old time in the group chat. Win or lose, we're going to have a good time. But that's going to do it for this episode. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, reactions, drop them in the YouTube comments or email them to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us at uh, LockedOnBucks on Twitter. Check out everything David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com. Follow us on Twitter at jarco_bucks underscore Bucks and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.